0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the pod where we chat, argue, and wax poetic about the movies that we love, hate, or that are simply worth talking about. All movies have something to say, and we love trying to analyze what they capture. Welcome to the chatter after. My name is Michael Thomas. I'm your host today, and we are talking Black Panther, Wakanda forever. A couple weeks ago, we did review black panther and kind of previewed wakanda forever so we got the same crew we're back talking about this incredible movie directed by ryan coogler produced by kevin feige the final film in phase four we've got some thoughts on that as well but joining me of course is leo from geekly goods how you doing man
1: Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for the invite. Excited to talk some more Wakanda Forever, baby.
0: Oh, appreciate that.
1: uh Can't wait. Can't wait to talk a little bit more about this movie. This is, I want to say my fourth or fifth review reviewing this movie, but every single time I talk about it, look, I enjoy it immensely. Are we getting the spoilers though?
0: It's a spoiler cast. If you yes. haven't seen Let's Wakanda go. Forever,
1: bounce. Let's go, baby. I'm ready, Wakanda Forever, baby. Can't wait. Thanks, man. Thanks for the invite.
0: For coming back christian i see you on the soundboard how you doing man
2: i'm doing fantastic thank you for having me back i'm very excited to talk about this it's been i've been talking about this movie i've dissected this movie a lot but you know i'm here you know it's it's been a fun um you know fun weekend hope everyone had a great thanksgiving as well but yeah i'm ready to talk more some wakanda forever
0: Awesome. Awesome. And just so everybody knows, Christian is a fighter. He's been up for like the last 20 hours (laughs) for this show. So shout out to Christian for still being able to make it here with us over this holiday weekend. Elliot, welcome back, man.
3: Yo, yo.
0: So you, the three of us have reviewed this thing like twice Mm. at least now. We have not heard your thoughts on Black Panther two, so I'm yeah. gonna toss it over to you first. What are your thoughts on this movie?
3: Cool, yeah. I came into this film like a lot of people. I mean, I was I was giving it the hype before going in, saying it's gonna it's gonna hit the two bill, it's gonna do the two bill. I was like, I'm excited, I'm ready for this, and I watched it. Now I think I need to give it kind of a certain like. All right, I might not have been perfectly in the right frame of mind. I'd literally got back from holiday, dumped my bags straight back out the door. I can't even express to you. It was literally straight back out the door because I got back from holiday and the film had been out for a week already. So I was like, I need to get there. I need to watch it. So I might've been a little tired, a little fuzzy. That being said, (laughs) I'm not quite sure it was the film I was expecting. I'm not quite sure it was the film that I was ready to see. I think that it, it brought in some incredible themes and things that we knew it was going to do and things that we wanted to see we're talking about the grief we're talking about the loss we're talking about the vengeance blah 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 but i think in a film that is over two and a half hours it got very lost exactly what it wanted to do did it want to now look i don't obviously I'm, what I was gonna say is, did it wanna hang on to that grief? I mean, of course, like it's a central theme to that film. So it needs to thread all the way through. But I just kind of feel it got stuck between being a tribute and, and and pushing the story forward. And I think it just, there were too many times where it got stuck on on wanting to be the tribute that it forgot that it does need to still push the story forward. And at those times, I just kind of got a bit, yes no we know yes no we know can we just let's just move let's find a way to move forward let's find a way to develop that into new ideas and into new threads and 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 moving these these characters that are still with us forward yeah and the new characters we're introducing why are we introducing them because there are a couple that i feel ended up being a bit of a Mm mcguffin
0: yeah that, that's a valid criticism, I think, because, again, Ryan Coogler had almost the impossible task of trying mm. to push that story forward while honoring and respecting the loss that the cast and all of us had with Chadwick Boseman's passing. So, yeah, it, it's, it's not like a Batman story where this is clearly passing the mantle on to Robin, right? We had to yeah. really dig in and, like, claw our way to that point to get Shuri to the level where she can become the Black Panther. Yeah. Um, Leah, what are your thoughts on kind of how they they tackled that concept, right, of, of grief and finding that balance?
1: Um, I thought they tackled it well. I think that, I thought it was a brilliant move to book in the movie with Chadwick Boseman. Um, I thought that he came up in conversation at the best times, T'Challa. I thought it was a great way to start the movie, great way to end the movie and button it all up. And then, of course, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but the post-credit, I thought, really tied things together as well. You get another T'Challa in there, T'Ch- T'Challa Jr. The second, I thought that was a great setup for that character, and that actor looks exactly like Lupita and Chadwick rolled into one, so the casting department seriously props kudos, because that kid looks like them. I think that <clears throat> Elliot brings up a good point that sometimes it feels like the the movie can lose its footing a bit. And I think for me, it hit the most during the actually during the moments with Val and Ross. I think that's where sometimes we could come to a bit of a screeching halt because we, we need to focus more on the Namor and on those characters and that civilization of Talo Khan. And we're doing that, and then all of a sudden it shifts focus to Ross and, and and Val, and I thought their interference really just didn't add anything to the movie. And I do think for Namor to be so fixated on chasing uh, Ironheart, Riri Williams, we don't get a, a scene with them two, <laughs> and that's that takes away yeah. from it as well. I yeah. mean, you have... Just like Killmonger, who was a bit of a tyrant, bit extreme in his ways, in his motives, but the motives made sense. You have a second character like that, but he never comes head on with that motive. So I think that took away from it a little bit as well. But in terms of where they really went into the grief and the loss of this all, I thought was well done. Um, And the argument could be made that the Queen Ramonda stuff is a little much, but I thought it added on to Shuri's story even more And I like that we see Killmonger in her vision, because you can see any Black Panther in those visions. And they chose specifically the one that she could relate to the most, which was Killmonger in this instance. And I love that play on the character. I love where they took Shuri with that. So I I thought it was a pretty well-balanced movie. But I do think what Elliot had to say was valid criticisms that sometimes it can really get a little bit lost and where it wants to go because there's just so much to accomplish in this movie.
3: Well, and I, I just I know you're going to go to Christine Michael, but I just kind of want to tap onto the back of that, because I think yeah, that ahead. this is where this is where the movie kind of not necessarily falls apart for me, but where it it, it loses its threads, because specifically with Riri being introduced and, and, and for me, she was the character that ended up being the MacGuffin because it was like, why is she here? The only reason Namor kind of goes after her is because I mean it's a valid reason why he wants to go after her, right? She has successfully built a machine that can dis- that can detect vibranium and they've discovered it near his home his home city, right? And but then why is she then important to Shuri's story? And it's never she is never made important to Shuri's story. And there's something they could have so easily done, which they hint what they which they give us at the end of the film when Shuri has rebuilt rereads dad's car and he's like, Yeah, I lost my dad. Like I I feel what you're feeling. Like, why is that not a thread from the beginning of the film? Why is Mm. it, you know, because I and I think especially that middle part with Shiri and Okoye going over to America, they kind of this is where I feel things get lost is that They try to play in the humor and keep it light, you know, because we're kind of used to that with the MCU, right? We like a bit of humor. These are funny characters. Okoye was hilarious in the first film. In fact, she's been hilarious all the way through. And so, right,
0: so
3: there's, so there's all, so there's all this that they're trying to bring back in, but it's like, or we could just, you know, uh, if Shuri is supposed to be grieving, let's, let's leave her in that. And that, you know, Namor has given her this task and what if she's like, yeah, great, I, I need the well to burn. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go do this. This person is 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 was he's a man of action and and I need action. I need to just and, you know, and then meeting Riri, who's also going through this grieving process could be the thing that the person that helps drag her back through, you know, due to both sharing this thing. And, and it was just just that connectivity that was missing for me in this film.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where even something as simple as having riri be one of the students from oakland right because we see Mm. at the end of the first movie that shuri and t'challa want to start you know this program in oakland where killmonger's from so like even just making that the connective thread and it's like she's important Mm, because
2: that would have been good
0: she's part of t'challa's
2: legacy in a way i totally forgot about that part towards the end of the movie i was like it's
0: really weird how you have her from mit but you don't have yeah. ned or mj or anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like what's the point <laughs> you could just had her yeah. in the in the thing that made sense for this movie
1: not yeah. even ned, come on marvel man. does that
3: sometimes Flash. though <laughs> but, but like, there you, so you are as well. well like if riri was if riri was the uh, a part of t'challa's legacy and then you know shuri's got namor and killmonger dragging her that anger route but then riri and t'challa bringing her back the other way I don't know. I, for me, it would that would have rung a lot deeper, and I would have been a lot more interested in that. But there we are. She, I've spoken she's a lot. Very,
0: <laughs> she's very much kind of like America Chavez was in Multiverse of Madness, where it's like, it's it's the kid we've got to protect for the entire movie. Yeah. The, yeah. The only and she I
2: doesn't do much. Oh, well, Riri does uh, more. She does than, a bit more than, Char- than America.
1: Does. Yeah. She actually gets in the battle,
0: you know what I mean? Got the soup. Yeah, that, but and, that's why to me, Riri, I think, is at least a better written character than America was because yeah the motivation, while I agree with Elliot that it should be a bit tighter, I still understand because essentially she's an innocent kid that Namor wants to kill. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. That's yeah. all we need yeah. to really get on board. But yeah, to make a tighter, more impactful story, Having that bigger connection, I think, would would definitely improve it.
2: I agree. And
1: see, there's something, there's a little bit of that thread, right, where Killmonger brings up while they're interacting, him and Sherry says T'Challa was too noble. There is that little bit of thread there where it's kind of like the angel-devil type of deal, but it was Ramonda who brought her back from that spell. So Hmm. I'm with you, Elliot. I think a little bit more T'Challa, like, being the catalyst for bringing her out of that could have helped make that a little bit deeper.
2: Yeah. Christian. I actually agree with Elliot on that. I mean, <laughs> I, I do enjoy the movie. I thought that, you know, the, the grieving process was perfect. It re- reminded me a lot of The Last of Us Part Two in a lot of ways. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, when, when it comes, because you know, you're trying to pay tribute to Chadwick, but also push the story forward even though it is like a self-contained story. You know, I'm, I'm actually really happy they didn't include like any extra unnecessary, like, um, post credit scenes with like Dr. Doom, things like that. But I do agree with with Riri, I think it would have been better if she came from that um, program that they created in the first movie, yeah. because yeah. it, it would have been a, a better connection. I mean, I loved her, I, I felt like her introduction was natural. But at the same time, it was kind of weird. How Namor is like, I have to kill this kid. Because at one point, they're all in the same room, but they don't really. Because Namor kind of like sees her like off in the distance. But I'm like, I mean, do you really need to like kill her? So you're like, hey, yeah. like, can you just not make any more, please? Like, you know, we're trying to like, you know, <laughs> he's trying to protect his people. But no, not just I mean,
0: that, I feel like the US would already have the schematics to make more. Like, her job exactly. is now done. She... she <laughs>
2: I wonder how much time has passed between Black Panther and this one within what kind of forever. Oh, like well, it's about six years, years, isn't it? It's about six it's years. It's the two, two, two sun's son about five or six. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. Blip, time jump. Yeah. We're, we're looking at yeah, six yeah. to seven ish.
2: Did Baby Chichala get blipped? <laughs> no, hold on. It's a valid hey. question, but no, I will say because you guys were mentioning earlier with uh, Riri being from MIT, it would have been like even if they couldn't get like Zendaya, like have her bump in the Ned or someone because we we've kind of we've seen in a lot of movies where a lot of this stuff takes place in New York. And I'm not gonna lie, like for like a hot second, I was expecting to see some kind of Peter Parker show up and talking to Winter Soldier for like a hot second. Because I mean, that's his city. Like, why would he not be there? But, mm. you know, it could have been he could have been doing something else, whatever, whatever. But oh, at goodness. the same time, I feel like that probably would have taken away from that story. Um, despite, you know, everything that happened with it. But yeah, I do find it is a weird, a little bit weird that like if she goes to MIT, at least, and, and this is supposed to be a shared universe, I'm not saying she has to like be sitting on a lunch table with Ned and um, MJ, but like just like a small little interaction or something would have been nice. But yeah, I mean, I think Riri is a really great character. I mean, her her introduction was good in this movie, but I think it could have been better.
0: That That's my opinion on a lot of things With this film, like, I still love it You know, I gave it a 4 out of 5 But the yeah. reason it's not a 5 out of 5 Is because of that very reason right? There, mm. There's a lot of things that I enjoy But there's a lot that could have been Better um, But it's I,
2: like, yeah, like you said before In The Impossible Task, it's like I kind of give it the benefit of the doubt Because of the situation that Ryan Coogler Was in, but, yeah
0: So, this movie it's very heavy like how did we feel about the tribute to to chadwick early on um i know leo kind of touched on it um in one of his earlier points but like bookending it with with t'challa and like having us let that character go having shuri be able to accept what happened and move on from that i thought that was a very fitting end to the story but i want your guys' opinions um Elliot, you can go first against
3: Christian. Just cut to talk. I'm sorry, I um, was rambling. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I actually do think the book ending was very, was very beautiful, actually. Um, and I think you know, because I, I was going into the film thinking that the first ten minutes of the film, fifteen minutes of the film, was going to touch on what happened to T'Challa anyway, and and kind of get that initial point through and out the way and so i expected that and then by the end because you know my strong the the parts where i thought shiri was was really strong was once she got the the powers of the black panther and i really because then she was tackling that grief she was tackling that anger like do i kill him do i you know do it or do i find another way and for all intents and purposes like that final battle it just felt dark it felt that there was a weight behind it it felt that the wakandans were were fighting with their grief and their anger and their vengeance and that i thought that was it was it was it was, it was like kind of unsettlingly beautiful you know and so that when we have that moment of shiri finally burning her funeral clothing and her seeing and remembering t'challa i i yeah i really thought that that is powerful and that is props to that and you know it's you you're just saying the rating you gave it it's you know it's why i still gave it a three and a half out of five do you know what i mean like it wasn't it's not as if i've put it on the complete lower end altogether there was still moments where i you know I generally the film did still bring tears to my eyes so and and it was for moments like that it was moments seeing shuri in the grief because you know nakia had found a way to move on Ramona was had found a way to kind of, kind of move on. A uh, was as as always will do her duty. But and, and I think it was beautiful to see Shuri still stuck in there because definitely the relationship felt between her and T'Challa in the first film I could see how she'd be affected the most by it or at least affected the most and not quite know how to continue on, you know. So those yeah. bookends were 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 some of the stronger parts of the film, definitely.
0: Leo
1: Um, Yeah, just echoing what I said earlier, I thought that that was like a powerful tool in this movie to keep us on track with Shuri's journey, but Mm -hmm. also to still remind us that unfortunately we did lose not only T'Challa, but Chadwick Boseman. So I thought that it was like a great montage of clips. And I love that the opening for the movie is silent. What a great way to play with audio and just like make it heavy from the start and make it clear that, it's unfortunate that we had to lose the main character of this movie. Very unfortunate, and I thought that that was a great way to pay tribute. Again, while still keeping us also in Shuri's journey, and I look, I like the injection of humor. I like that stuff because yes, it is an MCU movie, and I thought felt more natural here than probably the last three or four movies. So mm-hmm. I liked sure. the the comedy aspect when they got to MIT, but. Yeah, I think they're both beautifully done. The playing with sound, no sound at all. Man, I miss T'Challa, man. Like, I'm going to be 100%. I miss him. And I just remember seeing that at the beginning, and I was already crying. Like, I was just, I was not prepared for that. Um, But I thought they handled it very, very gracefully. Because that was something that I was a little bit worried about. And me and Elliot actually talked about this a little bit, that there would be maybe a little too much of that. Mm-hmm. And that it would take away from the overall story and the progression, but I love what it does for it. And then yeah, you begin it, begin it, and end it with T'Challa. Like I thought, that was very, very great. And then also just roping in things throughout the movie, like Killmonger mentioning him toward the end. And not only that, I mean, Mbaku is a symbol for just how much influence he had in Wakanda. I mean, think about it. This is the guy that. Encounter him at the beginning of the movie, challenging him for the throne of the first one, now is a guidance for his sister in the second because of his respect for T'Challa. So to me, it just symbolizes how Wakanda and how the people of Wakanda are with their enemies. They're forgiving. They embrace them with a warm hug. They invite them to the dinner table and say, look, we can work this out a different way. And I love that injecture of T'Challa throughout the movie that he just, No matter what, his influence is always going to be there.
0: So I loved it. It's one of those things where T'Challa is such an influential character in the MCU. And it's crazy to think that we only had one solo film with that character, right? Because throughout the entire story, and one of my favorite beats is you constantly question, like, well, what would T'Challa do in this situation? And that's great storytelling because we know what he would do throughout this entire movie. And that's the battle that Shuri has to deal with, right? It's like, yeah. I'm not T'Challa. I'm, how do I go about this in my own way? How does she find herself? And I even love how we get to her costume, right? It's equal parts Killmonger and equal parts T'Challa, mm-hmm. showing that she is this hybrid of the two, essentially, which I thought was really fascinating. And yeah, having that intro be dead silent and then having the ending, you can hear a pin drop in, in my theater. Like nobody said a word except for some sniffles because it was that emotional. Um, and I think they found that balance perfectly, um, but but still allowing that humor, right? I think that's why that one year time jump was so important because they didn't want us to be bogged down by grief entirely because this is still, this isn't fiction again. This is us actually losing the main actor for this film. And it was just weird being back in Wakanda without T'Challa. By itself, that felt kind of strange and bizarre. So I think that time skip really allowed them to say, hey, some of these characters like M'Baku and Okoye were able to get somewhat back to normal, but Shuri's the one who's still struggling with this, which allowed it to not be the most depressing movie ever made. (laughs) that's at least how i kind of see it what about you christian
2: yeah so yeah since you guys are talking about like how it all ties in i i I think the tribute was i think it was perfect you know in the way that they were able to actually show how art can imitate life and how they addressed t'challa's passing in the film because they just said you know he was taken from like an unknown by an unknown illness which you know in real life was cancer um and they kind of just loved it at that you know they didn't try to make this you know grand exposition of what exactly happened to him um but i think the tribute for him altogether was great especially towards the end it was i, I did not expect that post credit scene whatsoever and i was like oh this this is kind of marvel's way of having their cake and eating it too because so many people were worried about the recasting of t'challa And now they can have his son possibly, you know, in future MCU films, take that mantle, you know, and they can have T'Challa back in the MCU. While it may not be played by Chadwick Boseman, they're they're still able to tell those stories um, of T'Challa from his adventures in the comics and bring them into life for the MCU. Yeah.
0: Very, very valid. It's one of those things where I kind of look at Marvel comics, look at DC comics, right? And legacy characters don't really exist in Marvel. Like Black Panther has just always been T'Challa for the most part. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, different people have become Batman. That's just a part of DC's history. They have all the sidekicks. And Stan Lee was always very adamant of, we don't need sidekicks. Our only kid hero is Spider-Man and he's no one's sidekick. (laughs) And it's like, Preach. (laughs) That's that's dope in comic form. But then you get to the MCU and it's Mm -hmm. like these actors are getting older, and all of a sudden you have characters like Ironheart start to exist. Miles Morales starts to exist. And these are all characters that were created within the last 15 to 20 years, right? Some Mm -hmm. of them are great, some of them are a little weaker. So they they were really in a tough spot where this is a Batman story. You just have Dick Grayson become Batman, right? But this Mm -hmm. is like, and Ryan Coogler even said, what character should become Black Panther? And they threw out Mbaku, and they threw out Nakia and Shuri, and it 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 kind of goes back. Ellie, I think you made a video on that too a, a little while back, right? If I'm not mistaken, about like who was oh. the of the Black Panther. Yeah,
3: and, yeah, it was and, a while back. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and I remember the conversations we were having though back all the way back mm. then. I'll link that in the description too. It was a really good one, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's it's one of those things where Nakia always, to me, felt like the obvious choice. Um, yeah. Leah, I want to toss it over to you right quick. Are you happy with it being Shuri, or would you have still preferred it be someone else?
1: Uh, so prior to the film, I was actively saying I didn't want it to be Shuri. Honestly, I was not guessing that it would be Shuri, because I think the trailers made it very obvious that it was going to be Shuri. Looking back now and looking at the teaser, the trailers, there's all these hints and nudges, and I thought that that was just an easy way to get to it. Like, I was like, nah, they couldn't hint it that hard and make it that easy for us to figure out that it was Shuri. And when it ended up getting into the actual movie and going on this journey of grief shared by this family specifically, I think that it made perfect sense for Shuri to become the Black Panther at the end. I think, again, going in, I was not as excited just because a couple of things that have happened with Letitia outside of the film, but I really did love this character's journey. I love that it mirrored the beginning of of T'Challa's journey, but in a sense, it was actually still very different, in my opinion, because she comes from being a scientist and she brings that layer into it of not believing in the in the spirit of the black panther that as much as t'challa did so i think even though there is a lot of parallels between the beginning of their journeys there's still some key differences that make this feel like its own characterization of the black panther and i love that i love that it's not necessarily complete machine copy and paste from when from civil war even though you have similar quotes you've got same shots even i love it i love the references but we still have a completely different character here who doesn't even necessarily believe in the lore which i think makes sense for a scientist to question religion because that's usually the case so i loved going down this path with this character getting her to the point where she needs to be the black panther for the people and then i like the decision at the end for her to make what seems to be an in-character moment where she decides to give it to mbaku i mean mbaku is the one that shows up at the end so i yeah. i like that decision for that character because she was never necessarily wanting to rule in the first place so mm-hmm. i i like how individual this i like how individually characterized this is and at the same time also mirrors chadwick Boseman's t'challa i love that i love the parallels i love that she learns the same lesson as he did with zemo like these are things that i think especially from people who experienced loss to that level seeing their parent be killed right in front of them i think that it was a good lesson for like i said earlier in the podcast wakanda becoming this place of no matter what we can invite our enemies to the dinner table and have a discussion as opposed to killing and outright like killing our enemies I love that it's a humane sense for these people and like it gives Mm. such a positive beat to the people of Wakanda because I mean T'Chaka that was like that was a burn man like against his brother I I can see where Killmonger was coming from with that because it's like that's your own family that's your own blood so I I love that we always are sharing the table in Wakanda and I, I like that that's where Shuri's arc ends up because i was a little worried about the vengeful stuff i'm not gonna front with you guys i thought maybe she was going to actually kill namor i was oh i was like oh maybe maybe she, she should have
2: <laughs> yeah, he well
3: hey that's the beauty that's of it though isn't it is that you know that's the beauty of it that not killing him what you know what does that mercy lead to you know i hmm. think that's really you know i for me that's 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 what makes it interesting that's what gives it a uh, 3dness for once of a better phrase but and yeah and you're right like she completely learned that legacy from t'challa zemo lived uh claw he gave mercy to killmonger he gave mercy. Mm-hmm. killmonger decided to to take the the spear out and let himself die um, he invited bucky to stay <laughs> yeah yeah like literally yeah yeah he like he is literally he is <laughs> like, you know and Killmonger can say he's too noble mm-hmm. but all these decisions he made worked in his favor in the end you know okay look leaving claw to live meant that killmonger got the invitation into wakanda but uh, you know and uh, and and that's that's what t'challa was trying to overcome and trying to learn was like are you gonna you know his dad his dad didn't show mercy and he wanted to be different to that and in the end it worked out for him but yeah, I think it's I think it it it's an interesting idea of Shuri being the Black Panther. I I think I was I think one thing that kind of stood out my girlfriend kind of brought up that she was a bit disappointed with Shuri becoming the Black Panther on the grounds that what always set Shuri aside was that she was the brains. She wasn't necessarily the fighter. And so she kind of, you know, she had that thing going for her. Like Use Infinity War as a perfect example. Oh, why didn't you guys just do this thing? And Bruce being like, "Oh, because we didn't think of it." Think of that, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. she, she, she always had that one extra thing going for her, which meant she didn't have to put on a suit. And you know, the one time that she did, it was just a sonic vibrator that she used to try and pin Killmonger down. You know, as opposed to anything that was really, you know, as opposed to Panther claws. So. Yeah, but I mean I think certainly for this film, it definitely made sense that she became the Black Panther because she was the one still going through that grief and wanted to fight and needed that for her. And yeah, and and, and Leah, I, I like what you say, I do I do really enjoy that she is the child that scoffs at tradition, but in the end, tradition was what she needed in a way, you know, picking up yeah. the the, the heart shaped herb.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that point, right? Of we never really saw Shuri as like this fighter because she was mm-hmm. the brains. And I said this uh on Leo's channel when we were talking about it the weekend it came out. One of the moments that I loved was that she has a line where she says she learned everything she knows from T'Challa because in the comics, T'Challa is one of the smartest people alive and mm-hmm. one of the best fighters in the Marvel Universe. So <laughs> yeah. it's like Shuri just embodies that same idea, right, of what comic book T'Challa always represented, even if the movies kind of gave a lot of his the, the brain aspect to the character of Shuri. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to go back and think, all his Black Panther suits he said he made himself. She was just the one in the lab tinkering, working on it. All that time and improving it, but approving his original designs, right? Yeah. So I, I think that is a is a fair critique about her never appearing to be like the strong of a fighter. But that's why I also really like her fight with Namor too, right? Is that she at the end, she's not doing like in, insane karate or anything like that, right? No. She's not fighting like Terry Silver. She she's just <laughs> throwing singular <laughs> punches. <laughs>
3: oh yeah love it. <laughs> invoke the name
0: <laughs> but yeah like she you can tell that her her fighting style is still kind of sloppy compared to nakia okoye and yeah. even t'challa and i think i kind of like the raw just aggressive aggression that she shows in her in her fight scenes but uh christian what are your thoughts on everything <laughs>
2: <laughs> everything everywhere all at once well um, <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> Very um, good. No, it's just everything. Um, especially with Sherry becoming Black Panther, I think yeah. it does make the most sense. I mean, it would have been great to see, you know, Nakia or even Okoye or maybe even Mbaku. But for the sake of the film and for the sake of you know T'Challa's family, it it makes sense that she would at least be Black Panther for now. I think they've started to kind of separate the fact that, oh, the Black Panther doesn't necessarily have to be the leader of Wakanda. We can have a leader of Wakanda and have a protector. So I think hopefully they might go that way. It really just depends. But overall, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a great ride of a movie too. Because, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I like it Even though it still sits in that Four out of five star range for me But it's um, with, with Shuri trying to Like Shuri took the Herb to take Her business, she didn't take it You know, to want to be the leader She wanted to, you know, end this fight That was happening with Namor And I like how that is very Killmonger of her Because she doesn't really care about, you know, becoming a leader, she just wants to grieve in her own way. And we see that towards the end of the movie where she is in Haiti at this time. And I think Mm. she's going to be there for a while. I don't think she's necessarily going to take up her family's, you know, legacy, probably just pass that on to somebody else. But I also don't think she'll be Black Panther forever, either, because it just I mean, if she is, that's totally fine. But you know they introduced you know t'challa jr for a reason <laughs> so yeah. yeah
0: i think yeah. tj is is just a seed that's going to be planted and we're going to come back in in a decade and be like all right tj your, t- <laughs> your <Jr>. time's <laughs> now <laughs> you know because that'll put him in like the 17 year old range yeah right? which is roughly peter
2: parker they'll so. call him up the same actor hey uh busy
0: <laughs> what's they up might, you busy <laughs> they might or they might just you know recast, recast. They did that with, with cassie too remember yeah all like oh, three different girls playing dude their, their i was stars.
2: so sad that they oh man now i'm, I'm sad all over again <laughs> it's like
1: okay cool cassie all right see ya cool we got a new one right yeah
0: <laughs> crazy um <laughs> we didn't talk about the villain yet we're 36 mm. minutes into this recording and haven't talked about namor Elliot, what are your thoughts on Namor, the Submariner? Uh, this is a very different take on the character than we've seen in Marvel Comics, but I love them.
3: Yeah, so I mean, this is my first, my my real introduction to Namor. Um, my my kind of first introduction to him. I've i recently read Secret twenty fifteen, but you know he's. I mean, there are so many characters in that that he's not really there. So this is my mm. first real introduction to to Namor, and. I loved him. He is easily one of my I mean definitely one of my favorite phase four villains, potentially one of my favorite MCU villains overall. I just there was something just I think it's because his motivation comes from a place of of wanting to protect you know it's not <clears throat> and he's kind of similar to killmonger in that way you know he's he his I want to say his outcome might not might not necessarily be the worst thing. It probably is, wanting to completely take over the world. Um but his it's initial one of those things where it's like I get it. I yeah, well it. yeah, because it's <laughs> 'cause it's through protection, I think. And you know, it's yeah. not it's not through just coveting power, which just makes it slightly more interesting. It's preservation as opposed to coveting, which I think is, is just slightly more interesting. And um his kind of first proper fight scene, um, when they attack Wakanda i just cuz he just moves so differently to anybody else he's so unique in that way i just found it very compelling and really interesting and i was it's um it was uh, so I, before recording this the uh, the morning of recording this i was recording for for andor and i was saying how andor kind of did something really nice in that you kind of you cared for the the bad guys and wanted you to care about and i think that it's done a similar thing here and that I cared for Namor, so that when he was fighting in of I was like, yeah, yeah, hit that plane. Yeah. yeah, You do that. Yeah. Yeah. Throw your spit. And I just kind of felt myself being like, you're too cool that I'm kind of, why am I rooting for you right now? I shouldn't be, <laughs> uh, especially what he goes on to do at the end of that battle as well. But um, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Teno Kualte, I thought, you know, really played the vulnerability of Namor beautifully. I think he captured the strength and, yeah. I think he he did. I think personally, he did a lot of what what Chadwick did in 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 Black Panther in the first Black Panther. You know this this guy who people have heard of. I know Chadwick had been around probably a bit more than Tenoch Huerta has up until this point. But you know he he kind of came in and he held that screen presence. He held he he held his own in 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 such an established universe with characters and actors that are like we love and are, and, and are attached to. And it was just a great job all around. And I look for, and I'm really glad he survived. I really look forward to seeing what Namor does next.
0: Yeah, they, they learned their lesson of not killing off all of their great villains. Um, yeah. Because, I, I, and I love how you mentioned his motivation, it's just to protect Talakan, right? And mm. I think having Namor be a recurring character, not even in a villainous role necessarily, because by all accounts, he's not really a bad guy even though he did you know start a war with Wakanda (laughs) but he's
3: just misunderstood I I was just thinking Wreck-It Ralph then just because Namor bad guy doesn't mean he bad guy
0: (laughs) exactly so Namor can show up in secret wars and he can be an ally right and in the same way M'Baku started out as kind of an antagonist role and he ends up calling T'Challa his brother by the time we get to Infinity War right so I, I really love what they did with Namor. Christian, what are your thoughts on how they handled Namor?
2: I enjoy Namor immensely. Even from the first moment that we see him when he kind of sneaks into Wakanda, it really shows how dangerous he is because he was able to sneak past Wakanda's defenses. And the you I like how they actually show how they display how powerful Namor is um he's not just oh it's not just all this all talk like oh he's it's it's like you know gore the god butcher like he kills all these gods unfortunately we only see him kill one god so it's like you know it is what it is but with namor we we got to see a a great display of his of a strength of his empire because i think he said uh when he first came to wakanda he was talking to queen romanda that he has more um he has more people in his army than they do. Blades of Grass, which is very scary, by the way. But you also see, you know, the the rest of his his empire and how they they sing that super eerie song. It puts people in a trance. It's, it's very. He's a very dangerous villain. Um, yeah. I I am kind of glad that they kept him alive. I mean, like you guys said, it would, would have been easy to kill him off. But he is the world's first mutant. So hopefully, we'll be able to see him in in other uh, projects. Um, moving forward but i thought his uh, motivations were valid i thought you know he's he's just trying to protect his you know his his people and you know their way of life and you know being another secret organism or secret civilization you know a of um you know not uh kind of pulling wool over the rest of the uh of the world's eyes made it i, I don't know it made us relatable i mean talo khan looked beautiful by the way i was like yeah absolutely blown away but yeah i i really enjoyed uh tanaka as uh as namor because he he killed it um i think he's also in the Narcos series as yeah. well so yes. and i actually haven't watched that myself and i kind of want to um but yeah he, he was i mean he was great i mean also it's too general it's like I don't know what it is with Marvel and like bridge scenes, but like they kill it every single time. Like with the Koye, like you actually got to see how strong, you know, his his civilization was. It wasn't just all talk. Like, you know, he, they they backed it up immensely. Oh yeah.
0: oh yeah. 100%. That bridge scene is is fantastic. Um and the ramifications of that with Queen Miranda like just firing
3: it's like, crazy
2: dang. i mean even when he yeah. kills queen Ramanda and he says he says mourn your losses you know the, the real battles yet to come or something of that in nature like that was like game of thrones i was like okay this is like getting kind of serious here like he knows like as soon as he throws that water bomb he knows that she's gone he's yeah. like you know he's like more your losses do you know do what you need to do he's like and i'm coming back for you i was like
0: <laughs> never give the heroes prep time Has he oh never
2: <laughs> he, i mean and baku was like oh my gosh he, he's so obsessed with the fish man and then completely got destroyed i love that slow motion scene though usually i'm not too big of a fan i mean yeah. thanks to zack snyder but um... <laughs>
0: dude it's like, catching just- strays for no reason <laughs>
3: no do you know
2: but know? I I did enjoy where he literally broke through where um when Namor bro- broke through um in Baku's armor like that was yeah. it, it really again it just displays how powerful he is like I mean he's a mutant he's had these powers since birth it's not mm. something that happens him later in life like this is who he is and he knows he's a mutant and I'm I'm excited to see more of him
3: did you uh did you notice after that fight? Mbaku, his his wooden spear got broke, and then when they come to the battle later, he had a metal one, a vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't That's take any awesome. more chances. Got to break out the good stuff.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, shout out to Ryan Coogler for being the first person in the MCU to say the word mutant or refer to the mutants without having the. I, like, I kind
2: of wish, <laughs> like, wish it was there. <laughs> I wish it was there. Someone had restraint. I wish it was there. But every single time, it around. needs to be a running joke in Marvel. Every single time someone says mutants, they just throw <laughs> it into <laughs> the <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there. I want a dad.
1: Like, on, every time they say mute, I want
2: a... We little, get it! <laughs> it was in Miss Marvel.
1: It was in Multiverse of Madness. As soon as he dropped that M word, I wanted like a little...
3: Push him. <laughs> we just just, he, just, he just, 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 spares just. 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 Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't wrong, wrong. We get it. Um, do any, of y'all, do any of y'all follow, uh, any of y'all follow theories by Ty British guy. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm.
3: No. Check him out. Does he do really.
0: Marvel
3: theories? Yeah, I mean, Marvel, Star Wars, DC, like, I mean, mainly, he's mainly Marvel guy. And um, but he's, mm. he's quite he's done quite well. He, he works for MTV as well. Interviewing he's interviewed. You interviewed the cast of Wakanda Forever for MTV. Nice, but, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's—I've met him in person. Really lovely guy. But um, he posted a video on his TikTok. Someone had kind of pointed him in the direction that that scene uh, in MIT when uh, Shuri and Okoye, you know, uh, Ri picks up her heater, and Okoye goes, yeah. "What are you going to do? Defeat defeat the fish man with your heater." And then how do <laughs> how do they end up defeating Namor at the end? Ah oh. oh. <laughs> And I was just like I watched this video by Ty and I was like crazy. That is it's like so great. That's
2: actually mm. very clever. I never noticed that. That, <laughs> that is, is actually either.
0: amazing foreshadowing. Um Leo, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Namor? Great.
1: I mean I definitely didn't match the personality from the comics, but I thought they changed the character in a way that people could actually relate to this character and i thought it brought in a beat of relatability and it brought in these these introduced these rich themes that i think this movie definitely could have used so i i love what they did with this character i love what they did with his civilization of talokan i thought it was beautiful i i thought it, 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 to me, it more realistically reflected what I think an underworld city would look like, or underwater city would look like as opposed to Aquaman, which things looked a little bit mystical, magical, yeah. but like it looked more believable in mm. Talokan. and I love that shot of just that that vibranium sun coming out of the top yeah. of that oh, his yeah. castle, that was just so beautifully shot, but I mean, Tanakh well done his presence was amazing i mean the fact that he could be on scene and looking ramonda in the eye and that right there was fierce in and of itself just goes to show how much the character was respected and regarded i love that in the first really the first introduction of namor is he's not even in the scene it's in that bridge scene where his people are representing him and you see how respected he is through their eyes and actions. Mm -hmm. So I love that he has so much influence already. I mean, think about Killmonger. He came by himself, but like Namor was somebody who brought influence, not only just who he he was, it was like he had a whole civilization of people regard him as a god. So this was a character that not only had the motivations that are relatable, but also people behind those motivations who thought what he was doing was perfectly fine and right. And I believe it was Elliot who said it, or actually it was Christian, I think, but like the fact that he had as many warriors as blades of grass, like to drop that line just makes you intimidated because it's like, okay, this guy's got influence he's got power he's got respect he's got all the things that a monarch would have and he's about to close in so he felt like a villain that was actually threat a threat but at the same time you could relate to where he was coming i mean he's trying to protect his people and trying to prevent that other people from discovering their underwater civilization it's so relatable when you see these scenes the scene where he discovers mother's land and they've been enslaved and it's just it's so well done Mm -hmm. i mean seriously i i really consider him top five top 10 mcu villain of all time material Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that marvel did abandon throwing away villains because it was an issue that they had in phases one through three where it was just like every great villain that's introduced killmonger for example was just recycled and thrown away and then we're bringing back people like ultron i mean seriously i think it was a great idea to keep him around so then he could pop up in other movies he might be in black panther three there's more to this character that we can learn and hopefully the rights uh get over to the mcu soon for like a movie or something but i've I'm sure I I wasn't too sure about the details there, but maybe a TV series. We'll have to wait and see, but I do want more with this character. I'm more curious about this character after seeing the portrayal. And I just think, wow, the, the way he commanded the camera, the gravitas of this role was huge. And I just... I loved how it could be relatable on both sides, how people of Wakanda could relate. And that's why they continue to offer their handout to these people instead of killing them, instead of taking their lives, like let's talk. So I love the character of Namor. I thought a very great characterization, great changes. And I love how this is a more relatable Namor to to people in, in reality. Like this is a more relatable beat. To this character, so I love the changes that they brought to the character. Yeah, he's a little more cocky and conceited in the comics, but I'm okay with them abandoning that thread of the character. I think it was a well done and well well made choice for this movie. So I love Namor. I I think you know what I do have something to say though. (laughs) Like, okay, I admit your boy was looking a little, little funny with the the wing ankles in the first appearance. I was kind of like, look, man, I don't know about that. But when he was in battle, it looked really cool. And he was like swimming through the air. So it made sense when he was in motion. But when my man was floating on the them ankles y'all. <laughs> I was kind of like, "All right, man, this is looking a little, a little goofy, my guy. But it really justified when he was battling and he's like swimming through the air. So it made hmm. sense there.
0: Yeah. I think the changes that they made to Namor work in the MCU because it does make him the perfect like mirror to T'Challa, right? And something Ryan Coogler even said was, Namor was always a part of the script, even uh, before Chadwick passed. It's like he was always made to be the perfect foil to T'Challa, yeah. and I think it's really fascinating how that character is now going against Shuri, right? Because he like from his point of view, he is doing the noble thing. He is protecting his kingdom. He is the he's in the right, right, from his point of view. And that's what we always say makes a great villain, right, is that when they think they're the hero, that's when you know you have a strong villain. And so Mm -hmm. I think having that as opposed to, like, the cocky dick that we get in the comics, (laughs) I think makes for a much uh, stronger character, especially for the story that they were telling. But, Leo, you mentioned Black Panther 3 briefly there. Where do we think this franchise is going or where do we want it to go uh i'm gonna start with you christian
2: um honestly i have no clue where this franchise is gonna go i mean whatever i'm i'm more of the wait and see type of person where you know i just want a good story with you know that pushes that mean, you know it, it can push the ncu further but i do want it to close out i mean if, if they decide to make this a trilogy because you know Thor got a fourth movie and Captain America um, is also getting a fourth movie. But if if they decide to close it out with the trilogy, um, I just want it to make sense. I want it to come to a close. And, you know, they can always leave it open for interpretation afterwards. But, you know, if they decide to make this Black Panther trilogy, just I just want the next installment to be as self-contained as the first um as black panther and what kind of forever altogether but i don't have any like you know story arcs but i just want it to be contained and slightly push the mcu forward but you know just come out with a nice close if they decide to make it a trilogy or you know they could do a fourth movie as
3: well so it just depends
0: gotcha gotcha
3: Elliot, what about you Yeah, I think I don't necessarily look to Black Panther 3. I I think that I look more to the next big ensemble film, if that is going to be Kang's dynasty or if there is going to be something um, in the middle of that, uh, similar to what Civil War was like. Uh, and, And I think what I'm looking for there is for Wakanda to have more of an influence overall, because especially from what we got at the beginning of this film, that... Wakanda is shown to be the strongest nation on earth that, you know, they, they saw through the French coming after their vibranium, that they were holding the U S off as well. And so I just kind of feel that I want to see more of them on the world stage and, and, and by world stage here, I mean, Avengers world stage within the superhero world. I think that's what I look Towards you know, I don't necessarily need to see how every single Avenger feels about the passing of T'Challa. I need to, (sighs) but I do want to see how they move forward with Shuri and Mbaku and 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 everyone else. So, um, and 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 yeah, I think I think that's what I look forward to more. Is is what is Wakanda's position now with the rest of the Avengers
0: that's very very valid and I kind of because one thing my sister pointed out when we were watching the movie she's like it's weird how none of the Avengers were at T'Challa's uh funeral but then you you kind of look at it and then you're like well who would who would show up because everyone that he's interacted with are gone Stark is gone Captain Steve is gone right Natasha has gone uh who knows what the Hulk is doing he may have been off world at that point (laughs)
2: Maybe he's Hawkeye can
3: make an appearance?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, look, man, Steve could have caned his way up to the... Steve, Steve is going, oh, dead no. according to the Falcon of the Winter Soldier, remember?
3: No, he's on the moon. He's on the moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: like, sure. oh, yeah, no, yeah,
3: no, yeah, yeah. that
0: ain't confirmed
3: now. <laughs> yeah, I. it was weird. I saw, I saw a tweet that was like, yeah, but why would they invite his work colleagues? And I was like, Yeah, but also work colleagues do go to funerals. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they do. I'm so, like, yeah, Look, oh, yeah. They wanna
1: talk in, about in Black Adam and that the JLA ain't showing up to Condock. I'm like, Look, none of the none of the Avengers showed up to Chachala's funeral.
3: Bro. Yeah, I think I think could have.
1: I'm sure y'all interacted once or twice. Strange. Come on. I mean, bro.
3: I think I think yeah, the most you probably like... could have had would have been Bucky, but. You
0: know, yeah, Bucky yeah. should have been there. Everybody
3: B- B- I think Bucky, Bucky and probably
2: Scarlett character. Sorry, Black Widow. I, no, sorry, she's dead. She well, you know, I'm saying if 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 she was alive, if oh, she, was she was alive, God, that's like,
0: what I'm I, saying. I, I, Sam and Bucky are the only ones that make sense. Yeah, because yeah. they they, get, they gave up. him the Captain America suit. Remember, mm-hmm. it yeah, made a vibranium, mm-hmm. so it's like I think that
1: would have been a good placement. You put the new Captain America in there. You know, have War Machine pop up. Couple others like I, I think you could have had a few cameos in that.
0: Yeah, opening it, funeral. I, I guess my entire point is it'll be interesting to see this new cast of characters interact yeah. with, with Shuri as the Black Panther yeah. because they never really encountered T'Challa's Black Panther. Like right. even Peter, nobody remembers who he is nobody exactly. So why so, would he be? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it'll be interesting to see this entire new wave of characters come up, and that's why Phase Four to me is so so interesting while i don't love everything that's kind of come out of it these are like a ton of new characters what's the new adventures initiative going to look like and how are we going to get there mm-hmm. but you know leo what what are your thoughts on where we're going from here or what you want to see
1: um i think you totally just answered that question for me with just like <laughs> where do we go with these characters there's a lot of new characters a lot of characters whose situations have changed since the last time like i mean Strange at the end of his movie, walking into the Dormammu dimension with uh, Charlize Theron's character, and you've got Moon Knight now. You got She Hulk, you got Miss Marvel. Like, yeah, where's the lead up? Where's the next big, big Avengers initiative going to end up? Are we headed for Young Avengers? Like, I'm, I'm curious to see where those things go because I'm 99% sure like T'Challa was built up to be the next leader for the avengers so it's yeah it's kind of i'm curious to see where they take that lineup and where things go with that character Mm -hmm. as far as black panther 3 yeah i think i'll have to wait and see because i would love to see a dr doom maybe enter the mcu through that movie but we'll have to wait and see what they do with it i I haven't really thought too too deeply about a Black Panther 3 necessarily, but yeah, I want to see where these characters collide next and what's the conflict, where they're going to come mm-hmm. together and where Shuri's going to stand in the team. And yeah, get some more in- interactions with the characters. But what I love about the Black Panther franchise, <clears throat> and I'm sure they'll do this with three, is that it does feel so standalone. Like out of the Cap trilogy, the Iron Man trilogy, the Thor trill, well, four, uh, quadrilogy, however you say that, and then, um, the ant-man upcoming trilogy i think this feels the most on its own and so whenever Uh i think of black panther and the first one the second one and soon the third one i do want it to still be self-contained just like the first two like i love how this series seems to really stand on its own even though there's a lot of mcu connection here and compared to the first one there's still not as nearly as much as say a multiverse of madness a love and thunder like it feels very self-contained so i'm i'm hoping that three keeps that same thing going to where if theoretically i was not an mcu super fan i could watch one two and three and be okay
2: yeah yeah that's what i was hoping and that's what i like about the second one it's like people are asking like oh what shows what movies do you have to watch just watch your first black panther that's all you need you don't you know, have like to watch it in the
1: winter soldier if you want to know who val is
2: oh yeah <laughs> to close
0: king t'challa
1: i don't
2: care footage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> but it, yeah you know
0: th- that's one thing that was really weird about val and uh ross is that they're in this movie and i still don't know why <laughs> it, i guess to tell us that ross is kind of like on the lamb, essentially but like I love
3: okay. Ross. I mean, he didn't do yeah, much, Russell's but I, it was fun to see him. But if when the next time Val turns up, I definitely need her to play her yeah. hand. I think. I think you they know, need to get more only, depth to her. The only this big is like, thing she's, she's just done in done little
2: cameos, and it's like nobody really knows who she is.
3: Well, this is it, and the only big thing she's done was to send Yelena after Hawkeye. But I mean, apart from that, you know, it's kind of been <laughs> with need, that family need,
2: man picture of Hawkeye. Yeah, I need, I need, I need her next
3: thing, her next thing to. To yeah. bring us forward, and I don't. Hopefully, the to necessarily have that. to. Yeah, but I don't necessarily want to have to wait to Thunderbolts for that because she's appeared in right, right. Now. We need when a
1: initiative. We need, we
3: need. It's not to so like twenty four, is it? Twenty five. Oh, is it twenty four? Those was next year. My bad. Or is it? Is Maybe it next year already?
1: Twenty twenty four. Oh, it's twenty twenty four.
3: Okay, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, we we need we need there. You know, there was a plan. We need we need a plan. We need a mention of a thunderbolts initiative we need her to be i need val to be a little more memorable in these movies and appearances yeah i just, agree just popping up kind of like, like a, it's like okay yeah
2: kind of like it, viola davis with amanda waller like
0: that's another conversation
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well I'm i mean i'm be really on, so like
1: viola
0: uh, in that role so <laughs>
1: she, <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> bring her over to mcu just swap her out People will be fine with it. It's so whatever. My, my issue with Val, in,
0: my issue with Val, something I said on Leo's sh- stream we did the weekend it came out, right, is that when Nick Fury shows up at the end of Iron Man, he says Avengers initiative from the moment we are introduced to that character. Yeah. So whenever we see him in Colson, mm. we know what that's building to Val is just here. And <laughs> while we know Thunderbolt's coming, because Kevin Feige told us. The MCU hasn't told us, so she's just got pointless appearances. So that's far. fair, and it's kind of just popping up.
3: <laughs> popping Yeah, up. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that they're pointless. I just think that the next appearance needs to needs her to force her hand. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she needs to do. She needs to be active now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Guys, was there anything else you wanted to to cover before we call this an episode?
3: I'm good. I am right, fulfilled. Right, right
0: All right, well, it's been a fun conversation. Everyone listening, if you enjoyed this episode of The Chatter After, make sure you give us a like and subscribe so you don't miss anything else. Um, If you're listening to us in the podcast feed, check out the YouTube channel. There's a lot of fun stuff coming uh, within 2023, so make sure you stay tuned for that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, so you can take us with you on the go. The exact same timestamps, so if you stop 23 minutes in on YouTube, pick up 23 minutes in on spotify and you can take us with you wherever you go gentlemen it has been a blast talking black panther wakanda forever with you all leo thanks for joining where can people find you
1: Well, thank you for having me, Mike. It's always a blast talking with this panel. Like, literally one of my favorites, period. Uh, You guys can find me over at Geekly Goods on YouTube. Just searching Geekly Goods. Type it in that search bar, y'all. You'll see the two Gs. Come on over. Let's talk a little bit of geek, guys. We got a lot coming up. Especially a lot of good MCU content. Awards season content. Today, if you're listening to this today, we will have a weekly news live stream that I'm doing with my boy Loretto over from Twitter. So, got a lot on the... But, or on the list, excuse me. So come on over, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you there. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it, man.
2: Christian, where can people find you? So you can follow us over on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X, O-P-T-I-X, because some people ask, how do you spell it? And I'm like, it's literally optics. You just take out the C and the S, and you add an X. But you can find our... Um, audio-only po- uh, podcasts on podcast platforms around the internet that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and more um, and we just have a few things coming up this week you know Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery spoiler-free review will be dropping on November 28th on podcast platforms and then we have our Willow episodes one through three spoiler-free review dropping on November 30th and as of right now that's pretty much it you know we're going to be it's it's award season I got a lot of packages. I don't think I'm gonna get through all of them, but we're gonna try our darndest. But, you know, you can expect a few of those episodes coming out on our podcast, as well as like The Whale, The Fablemans, you know, all, all, all of the high society, you know, all, all those uh, amazing <laughs> films out there, but I'm very excited for it. But thank you so much for having me back on, Mike. It's, it's been a pleasure. Um, I know it wasn't ads talkative, but you know, eight hour drives, uh Really uh, do a number on you,
0: <laughs> you know. We had a very great hour-long episode, so I think we were very we were very concise and to the point this time.
2: <laughs> I think so. It's great. You,
0: know, you love it. You love it, Elliot. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can they find you, man?
3: Yo, yes, thank you for having me again, Michael. This has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that we were able to all sit down and get this video going. Uh, You guys can find me at Hakuna Machata on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on YouTube, Hakuna Machata, as well. Uh, Guess what? There's a little month called December coming up, and what happens in (gasps) December? big old Christmas. Santa (laughs) Santa happens. Yes. Now, this this coming week, I've got my work cut out for me where I get my Christmas content ready. I'm dedicated this year because I wanted to do it last year and it didn't go ahead. But this year, this year, I've got a lovely four days this week where I can get it sorted, all scheduled up and ready for y'all. We're going to be looking at some diverse Christmas films over Christmas, some films that we may have missed that I'm sure a lot of us have seen. But, you know, we always have our favourites, Elf, the santa claus the grinch and i can go on and on a lot of them always white lead films i want to show you guys some other films that maybe give you something else to watch over christmas time so join me on that it will be kind of similar to like a book readers club we'll take a look at a different film each week and uh, hopefully you guys can find some new things to watch over christmas
0: that sounds amazing and tie in the guardians holiday special
3: it was Beautiful. a banger. Beautiful. I need it to watch amazing. it, man. I need to watch it. Banger,
2: Doll. It's, it's like 40, 45 minutes. Like, it was a yeah, cool, yeah, time. Right.
1: Yeah. Marvel, do more special presentations, please, because that, that one. was That was great.
0: More nice. specials, less shows.
2: <laughs> more specials, less shows. I'm with that. <laughs>
0: and we're good. But yeah, can't wait to check out all the content you guys have coming up. It's their channels, podcasts. All going to be linked to the description down below, so you guys have easy access to it. And with that, we will see you guys next time. As always, Wakanda forever. Peace. (laughs)